Board Round, session number 31. The moment you step foot on campus as a medical student, you are gearing up for one of the biggest tests you'll ever have to take, USMLE Step 1 or Comlex Level 1. The medical school headquarters and board vitals are going to help you prepare for your first board exam with questions, pearls of information, and guidance to make sure you have what it takes to score high and match into your specialty of choice. Now, welcome to Board Rounds. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week. As always, I'm joined by Dr. Karen Shackelford from Board Vitals. If you are a first or second year medical student and you haven't checked out boardvitals.com, I encourage you to head over there. You can even save 15% off of their QBank using the coupon code BOARDROUNDS. That's all one word. Why would you choose Board Vitals? Well, they have a powerful QBank with amazing, comprehensive explanations and rationales behind all of their questions targeted to your step or level one exams. If you have questions, if you do a three or six month plan, you can ask a clinician, ask one of the the physicians behind all of the questions, uh, a, a question about your question. I know they're hard at work at revamping their QBank as well, so you're getting up to date board review questions. Again, go to boardvitals.com. Use the promo code BOARDROUNDS to save 15% off. Dr. Karen Shackelford back for some more board rounds. How are you today? I'm good, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. What do we have in store for us today? Today, we have a 55-year-old male with a 40-pack-year history of smoking who undergoes a low-dose chest CT for lung cancer screening. And imaging results show a peripherally located, well-circumscribed two-centimeter mass in his right upper lobe, and it has popcorn-like calcifications. So which of the following describe the uh, characteristics of this mass most likely? A. Is composed predominantly of fat and cartilage. B is composed of poorly differentiated neuroendocrine cells. C it's most likely composed of significant glandular components. D it is uh, caused by keratin production and intracellular desmosomes. And E is formed by caseating granuloma around the causative organism. Oh. Um, so popcorn, so I'm going to eliminate that last one, uh, because the last one I believe is referring to TB and this doesn't sound Mm -hmm. like TB. I never heard of popcorn lesions with TB. Um, outside of that, uh, can you go through the, the first answers again? Sure. Um, composed of predominantly Fat and cartilage is the first answer. Fat and cartilage. So that okay. sounds more or less like a benign tumor. Uh-huh. B is poorly differentiated neuroendocrine cells, uh, which sounds like a malignant um, small cell lung cancer. Yep. C, significant glandular components, uh, which would make you think of adenocarcinoma, right? Mm-hmm. And D, keratin production and intracellular Desmosomes. And what would I be thinking about? Yeah, I was going to say, come on, give me a hint on that one. Sorry. Oh, man, I like that. Um, So, 
popcorn it's funny uh popcorn to me i i think i remembered some sort of mnemonic or some sort of thing way back in the day that that like popcorn isn't dangerous like popcorn's good food um <laughs> and i never heard that but yeah yeah and so based on your your small little hints there i would probably go with the first one because it's right. kind of more benign yeah, that's exactly right. I was going to kind of like lean heavily on the well, well circumscribed. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the popcorn, I'd never actually heard that um, tip. So a well circumscribed lung tumor with predominantly fat and cartilage is a hamartoma. And it's the most common benign tumor of the lung. Uh, usually contains connective tissue, fat, and cartilage, and classically associated with popcorn-like calcifications on imaging. They're relatively large, two centimeter, um, well demarcated, and they rarely impinge on surrounding structures. So, yeah, that you're right. You had a good thought there. I would have leaned, I think, on the well circumscribed part, but mm -hmm. yeah, excellent. And so, to me, if if there's a question potentially about um, uh, talking about management, right? What's the management of this? Usually, something like that. It's probably pretty conservative management. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I would think like if it's a pulmonary hamartoma, if it does, I mean, it would be uh, more beneficial not to undergo surgery than um, yep. otherwise. I think the approach to those, those tumors are individualized, uh, but once it's diagnosed a uh, stable nodule, um, I mean, I don't think there's anywhere else to go. Yeah. We just follow, probably follow it over just time with it. Yeah. CT and, yeah. and radiation and give them cancer because we're watching this non-cancerous thing. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I, you know, I, I think, um, that's why it's so important to not overdiagnose people. Um, but yeah, definitely. I, you know, once you figure out that it, it's not causing any problems, you just leave it there. Yeah. Okay. What about some of those other answers? What are they right. referring to? So the poorly differentiated neuroendocrine cells, a small cell lung cancer, which is a really aggressive malignancy that's found most commonly in smokers, which was... <clears throat> I guess his smoking history might have thrown you off there, mm -hmm. but they usually have irregular margins. It has a really poor prognosis, largely because it tends to metastasize. And then the, the um, C uh, composed of glandular, significant glandular components is adenocarcinoma, typical of adenocarcinoma, which is the most common um, subtype of lung cancer, lung malignancy. It has both solid and ground glass components on imaging. It's a you know, pretty heterogeneous looking tumor. And then D, um, keratin production, intercellular desmosomes, that's squamous cell carcinoma, a common form of non-small cell lung cancer. And it originates from epithelial cells that line the airways. They're usually centrally located often associated like with the larger bronchi. Oh, I should go back to the adenocarcinoma. That's typically, I mean, I, I always, I always remember learning that that was usually peripherally located. So, but anyway, um, the, the, uh, squamous cells usually centrally located and you were right about the caseating granuloma pulmonary tuberculosis is a caseating granuloma around causative organism and it usually looks like a focal cavitary lesion, often in the upper lobes. And the patients usually have some kind of risk factor, like travel to an area where TB is endemic or ex exposure to infected individuals or 
incarceration or something like that, you know, where, where there seems to be a higher homeless. So yeah, those are the other answers. All right. So there you have it. Another great episode. Now you know that popcorn isn't bad, at least in a lung scan. So hopefully that little, that little trick helped you. I know it helped me remember that. So hopefully it will help you on your exam day. Now, I would love if, if somehow this comes up on your board exam and you're like, oh, I remember Ryan talked about popcorn being good. This is a benign thing and we just got to wait and watch. And that's a, a question you get. I would love for you to shoot me an email, ryan at medicalschoolhq.net and let me know that I was able to help you with that popcorn reference. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on Board Rounds. This is MedEd Media.